Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Josiah. So glad to be with you. Looking forward to spending a little bit of time in Scripture with uh, you guys, looking at it in context and seeing where we can see Jesus in the verse. And um, usually trying not to walk away without something to apply to our Christian life. So I don't know where this um, episode finds you, but I hope um, you know that God is with you and that you're taking it one day at a time, knowing you're not alone. And uh, that's why the scriptures are so important to us. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of crazy things in our culture that are hard to understand, but we turn to the changeless word of God, and we find our hope there, and we stand on it like a foundation. And uh, it's a big foundation. It's a deep foundation, and it goes so far that there's a lot of it sometimes we don't even understand, but there it is. And there's his word every time we turn to it. And so I hope that uh, this podcast is, uh, is, gives you hope. I hope it gives you a lot of hope. All right. So you've been noticing maybe a little, a few Psalms here. We've been, our, our verse of the day has been coming from the Psalms here recently. And I'm excited about that because I love that sort of thing. Psalms help me pray. And today is no exception. We're going to be in Psalm 147. 150 psalms total in the Bible, and we're almost to the end there. We're going to be in Psalm 147, verse 11, if you're following along at home. Psalm 147, verse 11, and uh, reading from the ESV, it says this, But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Okay, But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love great um, verse of the day uh, for a lot of reasons, but here's here's a great one. Both in the book of Proverbs and also in Psalms, and I'm sure it's other places too, but we'll just limit ourselves to this. In Psalms and Proverbs, there's these great verses where two sayings are laid next to each other. So here we have, you know, a statement, comma, a statement, and they're laid next to each other, and in the fact that they're laid next to each other, there's more meaning there's, you know, in the comparison of the two or the fact that one is a restatement of the other and so on like that. Okay, so here's what I mean. Verse 11 starts, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. So just uh, number one, because of a language barrier, because of English, the way English is uh, versus uh, Hebrew that this was written in, we could give that word fear uh, to one dimensional meaning okay so in English fear pretty much always has um, a negative meaning so like if you're afraid of something that's basic you know it's like always it's just, it means having negative feelings towards it and wanting to avoid it and that's just not uh, what the Bible means here now here's the deal it's it's not not included though and I'll tell you what I mean so people sometimes go in my this is my opinion of course go too overboard saying you should never be afraid of God. You have no reason to be afraid of him. There's no way that this word fear means that you should be scared of God in any way. And I have to say that just does not accord with scripture. So um, a healthy fear of crossing God, of purposely working against him or going into or towards the things that he's told you to stay out of 
or doubting that he is the righteous judge of the whole earth and that he will judge the secrets of mankind by Jesus Christ, like the Bible says, if you have zero fear, and I mean that in the English negative context way, if you have no fear, you're not afraid of God at all, then you have not understood who he is and you don't understand some of the warnings and things in the Bible. But I think that what we miss is it goes beyond that. So I'll say this. <laughs> I love my wife and she's my best friend and our marriage is the most important relationship with a human that I have in my life. And I, and I feel a certain amount of fear to disappoint my wife or, um, you know, purposely do things that would let her down or wreck what I have with her. Okay. So you could say legitimately, and in some ways I am afraid of my wife, (laughs) but, uh, that's, that it's because that is one thread in the, in the, in a much larger cord that is our relationship. Now the same thing goes with God. We do feel fear towards him because he's righteous and holy and he is the judge of all the earth. But that fear needs to be heavily in context or woven into what this word is calling more about is a reverence and a respect for. Okay, that so I was talking about how that word is different in English than in Hebrew, the concept. What that means is the Lord takes pleasure in those who have reverence for him, who consider that he's always right, that he always knows best, that he is deserving of respect, honor, praise, and glory. That, do you understand what I'm saying? So it's woven into the overall idea, okay? So I don't want to, I've already spent probably too much on that. But it's just such a funny phrase, the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. That could either be some of the worst news you've ever had. Like, here's what God loves. He loves it when people are afraid of him, right? That's that's the worst. That's the worst sort of person. Um, or it could be the best news, some of the best news you've ever heard, which means the Lord is not waiting on you or needing your help or ready to be let down by you or disappointed in you or anything like that. Instead, he is looking to you to understand your deep need of him and how right he is. And once you understand that, God is already taking pleasure in you. And we can know that it has this because that next phrase, like we were saying, that's laid alongside it is, so, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Isn't that cool? So in other words, in the Psalm, in the Bible, these two things are not exclusive. They build on each other. Our fear of the Lord is wrapped up in our respect for him because we hope in his steadfast love. That's the type of God he is. He gives us a steadfast love that's so strong, so faithful, so eternal, and so unaffected by circumstances. And so not depending on how we feel by day by day that it causes us to hope in his steadfast love. He will always do his part. He will never let us down. Okay? And so that's why it becomes easy to fear, to respect the Lord, to show him reverence once you understand these things about him. Now, if you don't agree with those two, then, yeah, it's hard, and you got to find your own way as you will, but there's no reason to do that. 
You know, that's that's the gospel. There's no reason to try to find your way when God stands by to help you. Okay. Um, quickly now we have to look at, there's an important context word. So it says, but the Lord takes pleasure in those. So I'm wondering why that is. And uh, I think it'll deepen our understanding and appreciation of this verse, or, or in other words, what the psalmist is trying to get at by going up a few verses. So let's look. Uh, we'll start at verse 7. It says, Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. That was like a guitar type thing, harp. He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. Now, if he's doing all this, there's reason to respect that guy. Am I right? He gives to the beasts their food and to the young ravens that cry. So he doesn't, you see, he's the provider. He doesn't need anything from us. And so verse 10, his delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. (laughs) Okay. In an important way, God is not depending on you. You know, that I don't know. It could just be me, but that just comes as such a tremendous relief to me. God cares about me, but it's kind of like that child to parent thing. So when I, I have five kids and, you know, they come of age and, they, you know, when they start to be 15, 16, 17, you start looking to them to fulfill some things. Okay. But when they're children, children, like the Bible calls us towards God, I I am thankfully not depending on my young kids to support me. You know what I'm saying? And God is telling you the same thing. Like, I am not depending on your human strength, okay? I'm not delighted by your strength. I provide for everything. Verse 11, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and in those who hope in a steadfast love. So I think what's very important here, I got to wind it up because of time. I think what is so important to see in this verse is that there is so much rest and hope and encouragement to be found in not trying to help God anymore or not focusing and obsessing wonder if God is disappointed or let down by you, but actually you'll find more growth. You'll find more sanctification. You'll find yourself growing closer into the image of God by beginning to lean heavier and heavier on the fact that God accepts you and he loves you and can be depended upon. Okay. Um, where can we see Jesus in these verses? Um, first, we see that Jesus caused his disciples to learn, to fear him, to believe him in everything he said, and more importantly, to put their faith in the Father uh, that Jesus was constantly pointing to with his life. He taught his disciples, except for Judas who wouldn't have it, he taught his disciples to stop trusting in themselves and to begin to hope in the steadfast love of God, even to the point where they had to watch him die, right? They had to see their own failures. They ran away from him. They were afraid. He died, and they got to see that God was still good for it, that he rose Jesus from the dead, and uh, so that he allowed their hopes in Jesus, in God, to pass through even death and come out the other side and go, oh, God's even good for it past death, and that's right. That's the gospel. Um, God's love is more steadfast even than death. All right. All right, guys. So good to be with you. Um, Love the Psalms. (laughs) And think how great Psalm 147 must be if this is what we found in one verse. I'll see you guys next time.